Hi everyone, welcome to the Scottish Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host Chris, and here we'll be delving into a multitude of strange occurrences that happen in Scotland and beyond. Tonight's episode, we have Paul Sinclair from Truth Proof on. Um, Paul's been on before, a while back, um, and invited him back on the show because he's one of the most interesting guests about. Um, so many good stories and so many good insights. So, welcome to the show, Paul. How are you doing tonight? All good, Chris, uh, on a cold, freezing night in East Yorkshire. But yeah, <laughs> all good, no complaints, and uh, better for speaking to you, my friend. And uh, it was great meeting up, I don't know, two or three months ago, uh, we yeah. got the chance to meet up. And uh, yeah, you showed me a few places around the area where you do your research in an absolutely fascinating location. I can see why things of that nature might happen. But yeah, good to be here, thank you. Good. How was your trip up? Did you like the trip to Rosalind Chapel and, and all that kind of stuff? Uh, I never liked driving, uh, and that's not just because I'm 61. I'm, mm. It's a horrible thing to be saying that, you know, people. <laughs> but, but, I, but no, I don't like driving. Uh, I, I drove all the way there, all the way back, and uh, I drove with no car tax. Unbelievably, it ran out that day. God. I didn't know that they'd sent. Oh, I'm not putting myself in the noose, people. They had yeah. sent. They, they had omitted to send me the reminder, but yeah. anyway, that's beside the point. That's not for paranormal podcast, really, is it? But so, I may as well tell it as it is. So yeah, we went to Roslyn, and uh, it it was wonderful, absolutely great experience. And I put a, a short on YouTube channel of it was raining. It were absolutely abysmal weather, but of, yeah. of our little stay there, and we did see a sphere of light on the wall at Roslyn that went along the wall. And I'm so pleased that I took my... My son-in-law went with us and Jess yeah, and my yeah. wife. And Nick is just... There's nothing going off in Nick's head remotely paranormal or strange. But he yeah. couldn't deny what he'd seen. I'd got him on the spot. It was late at night and I just got the camera on him and said, what did you see? And, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got to agree. I did, I did see something like drop and it moved along the wall. Very strange. Didn't expect to see anything. We didn't go with that expectation, Chris. You know, we went because the family tree shows that I've got links to Rosslyn Chapel. Yeah. And that was the reason that we went, and it was lovely. And we stayed in the house next door, College Hill House. Mm -hmm. uh, if anybody knows it, and I should imagine a lot of your listeners up in Scotland will probably know the connection with Rosslyn and the house next door, because literally the garden wall separates Rosslyn and that house. Mm. The house is haunted. I never experienced anything, but the, the visitor book is full of it. Absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, 1660, the property, uh, I mean, so you, you've got a, it's got a good age to it and uh, really interesting. Great visit. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good place. I mean, if you had a bit more time, I could have shown you a few more spots. The interesting thing was as well, when you were up, the Templar theme to, to see Rosalind Chapel and things like that, Chapel and things like that as well. When I'd, where I'd met you and you parked, right behind you was a big Templar cross, which was like the Terfican Inn, because um, you never seen it when you drove away. It was just right behind you, because like that pub is a, yeah. because of um, Terfican, it's got a, a preceptory there from Knights of the Hospitaller, and um, right. it was literally, literally from where you were, you're a couple of hundred meters just up that wee road, and there was a, an old, an old preceptory there. Where, um, it's been there for years and years, but there was links with this area with the Templars and Knights of Hospitaller and, and things like that. So it's quite interesting as well. Um, with that, I mean, you go up to the, there's a few other hills next to Cairn Papal, 
Um, there's one at Witch Craig, which is just a next hill adjacent over, and there's sanctuary stones there as well. So there's like sanctuary stones. It's got a big stone on one side. It's got um, I might be totally wrong in saying this, but it's like a kind of double cross on one side where it's um, it's I think it's either indented one side and um, it's basically concave and convex, if you know what I mean. So it's not yeah. like curved, but it's basically got like, it sticks out one side and it's indented there. So yeah. exact same things carved on either. Well, it's like, it's a flat rock and it's got like this basically chiseled in like a, um, a cross on one side and it's carved out on the other. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see what yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So there's a few of them about, I mean, the sanctuary stones, that's like kind of one of the main, the main kind of prominent ones. Um, which are kind of protection for the area and things like that. Um, not right yeah, in the history of the, the sanctuary stones, but it's interesting. How, this, how these stones have managed to withstand the, the, the ages of, of not being sort of smashed to pieces or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or or reclaimed or put in somebody's garden. They've, they've stayed up in a place called Stape in North Yorkshire. There's the Morley Cross, which is on a logging road, and it's there, this stone cross that, that survived and, and in Hackness entrance to the Forge Valley there's a church there I think it's the Church of St Hilda and they've got fragments of a of a an ancient cross and it's got Griffin's feet carved into it and the, they believe it was a lot bigger but they've got all these fragments and yeah there's 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 lots of this architecture still about and there's another church with Hogsback Grave you know, Viking graves yes. uh, in as well. I find it fascinating. I know some of this in touching on the paranormal, mm -hmm. but it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And like we've said before, uh, is it Cain Papel, that you've got the burial mounds, the earthworks, yeah. and associated with it, you've got unexplained phenomena, light form phenomena. I think you said there'd been a cryptid sighting. And mm -hmm. within eyeshot, you've got UFO sightings. Yeah. Uh, I don't suppose we'll ever know if the burial mound was put there because the, the ancient people thought that the, this land was somehow special, you know, yeah. the actual earth. Uh, you know, it, it does make you wonder or whether the phenomenon is attracted to the human input that's gone into the land. And I don't mean the bodies. I'm on about the thought process that's gone on because I would imagine in ancient times, people will have gone up there I don't know what the, they probably would to use the word meditate, but there will have been deep thinking around these earthworks, yeah. and I think that attracts the phenomena, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was I had kind of one idea I was thinking of doing, and um, if I can try and pull it off and do it, I might. Um, I'll need to hurry up and try and do it, get in time. But they've got, I mean, year on year at the the winter and summer solstices, you get like the druids and stuff like that coming up there, and get a lot of people coming up. It might not just be druids, but. They'll come up and they'll be doing meditations and things like that to see the sun um kind of rising and setting um in regards to um the winter and summer solstices. And um I, I quite fancy going up with a spectrum analyzer to see yeah. if there was any change in the the wave kind of frequency spectrum on that. Because you always find when you if you look at things with Skinwalker Ranch and things like that, when they're using the spectrum analyzers and it's like there's there's things there's some different telling things that you can can understand about an area and stuff. So I'd be interested to do that, see if we get in off it, or even in the area in general. Um, and it's, go it's interesting, you know. Um, we we've, or I have. I say we, but I suppose it's a we because there's not just me goes up onto these cliff tops, yeah. up onto the walls. But I, you know, we, we use EMF meters, Geiger counters, Trifield meters, 
all sorts of things. I don't mean, oh, we get up there and we unpack them all and they're all on buzzing away. Yeah. But at various times we've got this equipment as well as taking the cameras up. Usually it's 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 what it's been using the, the trifield meters and the EMF meters. It's been a, I don't know, a break from the boringness of setting a camera up, putting some, I yeah. don't know, some cloth, some material over it because they're very damp conditions and yeah. just stood there in the darkness because... 99.9% of the time, nothing's ever going to happen. Months and months and months. So you take a tri-field meter, a PMF meter, and we've never had any results. And then, I think it was 2021, Mick Park came, the guy who's done the music for Wolflands with my daughter, Jessica. Yeah. And uh, he, he came up for a weekend with his wife. They stayed in a cottage in Flamborough, I think. And on an evening, he was spending time on clifftops with me. There's real avid interest in Unexplained. And we're walking this cliff top path down towards where the military guys claim to have had their experience with the cryptid type creature on yeah. February the 7th, 2019. And we we're just talking and I said, well, you know, we tried various things, EMF meters, no success. I said, but I've got one in my bag now. So he said, oh, I'll get it out. So we get the EMF meter out. And it's, I'm keen to stress that if you put a mobile phone near it, and you'll probably know this and other people listening, you'd yep. have to get within two or three inches before it would start activating. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you put it near a boiler in your house, certain places it'll go daft. Put it near a light switch, it'll flicker about. But you've got to get it near these electrical items. Mm -hmm. Just saying that, uh, although I've no film to show you guys now, but just as a, as a disclaimer. So put it on, and Mick said, well, what do you do? I says, well, we don't ask it. Questions such as, are the is spirit here now or things like that? Because I I don't know what we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, I, I believe there's an intelligence there on the cliff tops, and depending on your genre of the unexplained, it, it I think it can be anything that you want it to be. So the spiritualist, the medium, might go up there and perceive that he's seen spirit. I think it's the phenomena. Give the yep. intelligence that is the phenomena, giving them what they want. Yeah, definitely. I not agree with everybody's way of thinking, but that's the way I look at it. So, I think we'd asked it a few questions, and then it and it well, this thing were redlining. I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, mix as I opened my mouth, it were doing it again. We'd done it for years, and I don't just mean like five or six years. We you took these things up there for the best part of fifteen years, and had nothing. Nothing, yeah. you might leave it on in darkness and you'll say, oh, that's just flipped and that'd be end of it. Do you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's not it's not done anything weird because of a voice activation or somebody's asked it something. Yeah. So a mix said, I'm going to film this. So he got his phone out and started filming. About eight foot away, no electrical interference, people. He's filming. And he said, ask it some questions, Paul. And I went... I and I just started to ask Bosch, it's redlined. Then he said, where are we now? I said, we're about, we're about, I'll just, one second, people. I just want to numb that. He said, where are we now, Paul? I said, we're about 30 feet away from where the military guys had their experience in February uh, 19. And uh, February the 7th, it was. And, and I said, we're about 30 feet away. And as I walked through the gates with him, he's filming me and the, the meter shot up. He didn't get that on film. So then he says, ask it some questions, Paul. So stood there and we've put this on a short on the YouTube, on the YouTube channel. So yeah. if anybody wants to see it, they can do. And I, I asked it something. I said, oh, I said, can you give us a stronger signal, please? And about five seconds passed and it just redlines. 
Mm-hmm. There's no electrical equipment near it. The phone's eight foot away. The North Sea's to the left of us. There's farmland to the right. There's nothing there to do this. Yeah. So, and it's redlined. And I said, can you stop, please? It doesn't just stop. It takes about five seconds and it stops. Mm-hmm. Then I ask it to do it again. And it does it again. And it's, and this interaction we've been getting now on the it suddenly started 2021, and we've been getting this strange interaction with, with this electric this electrical activity now, and I don't know what it means because it's not really telling us anything. It's it's more like it's giving us a, a, letting us know it's there. Yeah, like a wink. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very strange. And I th- like I said, we touched on earlier, Chris. Depending on your belief system. I'll just let you adjust that. I'm just trying to adjust this camera. For some reason, it's all fuzzy. You know, it's like, that's a bit better. Sorry, Paul. That's a bit better. That's okay. Like we touched on earlier, depending on what you are interested in, well, not say belief system, because belief, it's almost like religion, isn't it? It's almost like a religion. For the people, it's, it's not belief for the people that have seen and experienced up close and personal. And I say it's same for religion. If somebody's had a profound religious experience, it stops being belief. Because you know it's real, you know. So the yeah. belief is a word that I don't think we should just throw about lightly, uh, as though it. I don't know. So where am I going with this? I've just lost thread a little bit. So, depending on what you believe, depending on what you invest your time in, be it UFOs, be it the cryptid phenomena, be it the mediumship. Yeah. I think that the, we're probably dealing with the same intelligence. And I don't mean some kind of godhead, but the same type of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And there's there's patterns that we can see as well. If 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 I don't mean if we look hard enough, it's not science, rocket science this, but there's patterns that run through them all. There's common threads that run through yeah. all of the unexplained. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. People report, people report in a cryptid type ex- encounter that, that suddenly the First of all, a lot of people will say, I don't mean everybody, that they've heard a branched snap or a twig break. And suddenly they're focused. That's the channel. They're focused on that, this looking into the darkness and they've heard a noise. The phenomena is infiltrating with the other hand. It's like, watch this hand because I've just given you the distraction. And then suddenly they realize that everything's enveloped in this lower silence. Mm-hmm. Everything's just gone strange the sound of the sea has stopped we can't hear the birds or the insects anymore so is it targeting an individual if it is then the exotic science that's that's required to target that individual blankets the land everything else as well yeah not just the individual because otherwise unless it's dulling our perception of things otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't silence the animals and i don't believe it's got the power to stop the sea because we are people on cliff tops i couldn't hear sea anymore yeah. So it's almost like we've all been enveloped in this bubble of strangeness, you know, because, yeah. yeah. uh, you know, no matter how powerful some of it is, it would be difficult to stop the, the sea from moving backwards and forwards. So we we see we are people seeing the flash of light and, and then, I don't know, half an hour later, an hour later, they realize that they've lost this amount of time. And these these threads run through all of the all of the, the the aspects of of the phenomena and the fear, this wave of fear that descends on people during a UFO sighting, descends on people during a cryptid sighting, and 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 so it goes. It's and then you've got the people who dabble with the Ouija board or 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 something or something similar, trying to contact the other side, should we say? 
Yeah, that, I mean, with kind of that analogy as well, with the Ouija board and stuff, I mean, I I don't see it and it, extremely different if you're doing like a CE5 event or something like that because you're, you're asking for some type of connection there. Although maybe you've not got the Ouija board and you're not um, connected. But, I mean, there's a lot of kind of similarities there. It's, it's ritualistic anyway for it actually there's- to um, absolutely you pull this phenomenon in to something you know what I mean and even in a, in a, in a sense where you, you hear the whole the whole <coughs> saying if you look into the best the best looks back so if you um, you start looking into this phenomenon more and more synchronicities happen more and more things kind of pop in and then maybe you start seeing stuff um, I mean that's just it's maybe just because you're looking at that point and maybe you're you're, um, you're finding these things there's one kind of thing I, I kind of thought of recently and it was about synchronicities it wasn't just about the phenomena but synchronicities linked to it and it was about um i might have mentioned this in your podcast my chat and it was another one but we um things like if you your phone listens to you and you and it starts send, sending you adverts on your computer and then uh, but me and my wife started talking my wife's not par- the paranormal and she says i've got to the point now sometimes i've been thinking of things and I'm start seeing advertisements for it, and I said I'm the same. I've the exactly the same's happened to me. I've not relayed it or anything like that, and and it's something maybe that obscure that the algorithms might not be able to work it out. So I can understand that maybe they'll see that you're you're looking into whatever it is and start sending you adverts because of that because of the algorithms. But there's maybe there's been some things that's been that obscure. I was going to maybe look at or something. I'm going to look into that, and then something pops up. And you're not even told anybody or, or relayed it outwardly. So a, a recording device is actually linked to all together with Google or whatever. So what I was kind of, where I'm going with this is I was kind of thinking, um, imagine that type of technology, if it is technology, like hundreds if no thousands of years down the line, you know what I mean? And it's going to be um, synchronistically giving you something that you want so it's almost like the secret that that um, thing the secret where it's the laws of attraction hmm. so I mean if you look at it in a technology standpoint I mean if if, if it's if it's happening with like AI and stuff like that and doing stuff if you look down the line in a kind of life situation or if this is some type of wherever where we are Maybe that's what it's all about. I don't know. <laughs> Bit of tangent there. Fascinating. You touched on a few things I've been, I were actually thinking about, and the the AI. I, I said a few weeks ago to somebody, "What what if AI? Uh, what if what if what if the intelligence that is the phenomena? Mm-hmm. We realise people are going to be listening to this and saying, well, there's a lot of what ifs here.'" But yeah, that's all we've got. Speculation. That's all we've got. <laughs> that's it. So, so what if AI uh, and and the phenomena? Are somehow linking, and our thoughts are going out there into the cloud, and and there are other reasons why. I don't know. You think about your friend Pete, who you've not seen in six months, and suddenly he walks around the corner. Yeah. The synchronicities—it just strikes me synchronicities and coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all randomness, but it's not random it, because it takes away the randomness because you've just been thinking about this and it's occurred. How can it be random? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Is is it synchronicity? Is it synchronicity that the month of June in our, in, in this particular area Mm -hmm. as, as over the years produced lots and lots of strange unexplained things such as June the 15th, 1998, ZE-723 is flying over the North Sea, routine training exercise, 1998, going back a lot of years, June the 15th. Vanishes from radar, 
The UFO researchers of the day are raving about this, saying it's UFO related. I wasn't involved in any of that back then, even though I lived in this area. Yeah, uh, I, I was kind of in, in researching and doing my own thing, but not not vocal with it. And lots of UFO activity. Does that make it UFO related? Not necessarily. June the 15th, 2020, similar area of sky. Sea Eagle vanishes from radar aircraft, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, June the 8th, 2000, and uh, I think it was 2011. There's a, there's a fishing boat just off Flamborough and Bempton and one of the crew, there's only three-man crew, called the boat The Betty. And he, he says, I've seen a man in the water six miles out. The true crew member said, well, that's an impossibility. Don't be stupid. He said, I've seen somebody. So they take him at his word and they sort of they steam out towards where this guy's seen the man in the water. The man, the, the, the man in, on the crew member were called Tom Quinn. I've mm-hmm. met Tom. And uh, this is a strange one because there's something else with, with this one as well. Yeah. But anyway, sure enough, there's a man in the water. Uh, they retrieve him from the water. He's not dead. It, unfortunately, this unfortunate man passes away before rescue services can get to him. But what am I getting at? I think it was June the 11th and that uh, uh, June the 13th, 20. And it, it escapes me, but but it's still June. It's the month of June. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was in a Cessna aircraft inland. Nobody knows how that Cessna aircraft. They never found the aircraft, by the way. Nobody yeah. knows how he got into the sea. Does that mean it's somehow UFO related? Does it mean ZE-723 is UFO related or the Sea Eagle? No, of course it doesn't. But these are strange synchronicities. There's a hunter gone down in June, all in a similar area in June. And the, the Tom Quinn, the crew member of the Betty, who yeah. found, who, who saw the pilot of the Cessna, he was also the crew member of the Betty back in December on December the 12th, 1985, when he found the navigator of Tornado ZE610 ZE right. <laughs> that had gone down in unusual circumstances it's, in a similar area. There's definitely the a son to that. Sorry, cut on. There's definitely no, a son to the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, I got the Board of Inquiry report for ZE610, and uh, although we can't say it were UFO-related, I think we'd be wrong to... A t- t- you know, there'll be some researchers who say, oh, it was definitely UFO-related. How can you say that? Uh, yeah. And but, going but, forward to the ones, I know you've, you've probably looked at this, but I mean, it's too soon to actually can you cover stuff because of families and all that kind of stuff. But the, there's, there was one that happened in um, 2020, right in saying? 2020, yeah, yeah. American aircraft. Craft. That's right, American Sea Eagle, F-15 Sea Eagle. Oh, was that the same one? Aye, that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah ah, so, ah, so you're there with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and 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 I think it, you've just touched on it. The families and what have you. It would be unfair for anybody, regardless of whether you research the unexplained or anything, to to try and pin what you think is yeah. responsible. Yeah. But it's still interesting to highlight these, if we want to call them synchronicities, these 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 coincidences yeah. that yeah. seem to be occurring. Uh, uh, once again, we go to June the 11th, 2011, <clears throat> and we're in the same... We're not out at the sea. We're just at a, at a place called Suaby, which is about three miles from here and probably two miles from Flamborough Head, yeah. where yeah. The, these aircraft disappeared from off Flamborough Head. And there's a small animal park at Suaby Hall. <laughs> and... In 2011, and I went and sat with Zookeeper and, and in his office, and we talked for a, a few hours. And the on 2011, June the 15th. So we've done June the 15th with the, some of the aircraft. 
the first wallaby, their, their little kangaroos, yeah. uh, got its head decapitated. It got decapitated. Um, they had six wallabies, and over the next few days, all six were decapitated. They never found the heads. So people listening to this were going, well, that sounds a bit macabre, Paul, and it's some yeah. some sick individual. So we can't rule that one out, but just bear with me for one moment. A fox was blamed even though it was a clean cut. The zookeeper did not believe for one moment it could have been a fox. He says, we've had wallabies here for decades. Yeah. And there's and they're in an enclosure that's got a, like an eight-foot fence open around them. And you, can, you can't catch these things. They're like, they're just, they're just on yeah. springs. Yeah. He said, and the, <laughs> yeah, he said, and they're the Bennett's wallabies. These are the big ones. He said, you know, the biggest, and then you go to the kangaroo. He mm. said, I don't believe a fox could take one of those down. So, People will be thinking now, Chris, where is he going with this? If Then I'd, I extended the research and I realised that from June and in that year, 2011, wallabies were decapitated in lots of animal parks all around the United Kingdom. And not just one or two people, lots of animal parks. Uh, and guess what? A fox was blamed. So sarcastic Paul here. So all foxes have got together and thought, I know, let's, let's, we'll try foxes. We'll try wallabies this year. We'll see if we can, but we'll not try it after that. It's not happened since it just happened then. But then we extend it even further and let's go to New South Wales, 10,000 miles away. Mm -hmm. And we can, unbelievably, Coffs Coast, Emerald Coast, all the way up the coast, wallabies were being decapitated. What is that? Is that? Is that normal? I don't think it is. No, is it, no definitely to unexplained. I think there's a real strong possibility that we've got a, a true phenomena taking place there. And I mean, I spoke to a professor. I'll not say who he is, but I've, I've nothing bad to say about him anyway. He's real helpful. This guy's interested in the cat DNA and what have you. And I sent him information I found out about the wallabies. His analogy for what was happening was an internet craze. And and it's, it's taken place by some individual and suddenly it's caught on and others are doing it no disrespect to the professor but sometimes the 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 academia's explanations for what yeah. could have be, have happened they're more ridiculous than the than suggesting that this could be true and explained phenomena yeah totally. you know yeah uh, you know I, I don't think you thought we would be talking about wallabies today chris did you but it's, <laughs> it's fascinating awesome. Look, just going going a couple of steps back when we're talking about equipment one of the questions i was going to ask you um, well, kind of two questions. Do you watch things like Skinwalker Ranch in regards to see if you can, not because you maybe like the show or whatever else, but maybe <coughs> to look at what they're doing to see if there's anything you could potentially replicate in your uh, area? I'd... And then on, on attached to that question as well, what, you mentioned some bits of kit you use over EMF meters and things like that. And I mean, but what type of kit? has been the the best for you. So the first question was about the Skinwalker Ranch. Do you watch it to try and maybe get any insights which you could actually replicate? And then what's been the best type of kit that you've been using? Well, first of all, I need to stress that I'm no electrical expert here, but, we're, you know, we've got the MF kit, we've got the tri-field meters, and they are producing results. But I've got a very good friend called Peter Masters, who's... He, he, I would call him an expert. I, I, you know, I'd say there's no experts don't exist in unexplained phenomena, but in the, in the realms of electrical devices and, and and working with them and building things, Peter's an expert. He mm -hmm. he knows his stuff. So he's been coming onto the cliff tops with us with his laptop, with with 
kit that he's built and with kit that he's testing out. And we'll get to the Skinwalker bit in a moment because it, this is true what I'm going to say. It's a small world when you talk about this stuff. Yeah. We went to the Rudston Monolith, and you may be familiar with it, Chris, so you may have heard of it. And if your listeners haven't, it's the tallest standing stone in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, and it's six miles away from where I am. We went to the Wood, Lud- if I can say it, we went to the Rudston Monolith, slow down, Paul, and <laughs> uh, he got the equipment on it. He got the 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 apparatus to measure what it's kicking out. It's kicking out 1.6 gigahertz. That's nuts. The, 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 the frequent, I think it was gigahertz. I'll have to get this right. The frequency, what yep. they're getting at Skinwalker yep. in various places, this 1.6. Uh, is it gig or meg? I'm not certain. It's gigahertz. That's, that's the, the, the frequency it goes between yep. space and Earth. And it's, it, it, but, we, but what happened, and we've got it on computer, we've got this yeah. showing up on, on the computer, but it wasn't at first. We set the equipment up. Les is filming him because we're incorporating this in next documentary. Yeah. And Pete goes, hold on a minute, look at this. And suddenly we're seeing it. It's there. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand that. And we, we, we're we going to employ that method and take it to our various burial mounds. But right, back to the Skinwalker connection and the equipment. The equipment that they're using there to, to measure this frequency is the version down to what Peter's testing with us because it's his friend who's developed what they're using. All oh, right, okay. Uh, which is interesting, isn't it? So he's asked Peter if Peter can can kind of road test what, we, what we've been using, the updated version of it. Yeah. So that's yeah. good in itself. You know, I, I, didn't, I never thought that we would end up having a bit of kit that were, you know, I mean... <laughs> I drive around in an old Honda car. <laughs> you know, we we haven't got the sort of funding or anything or the luxury of some kind of great big yeah. base that we can go back to with multi-screens and, yep. and cameras. Or, or property moguls, uh, millionaire property moguls who yeah. can just give you cash. And <laughs> well, it's fabulous. And, and, and I swear to you, good luck to these people. Yeah, it, definitely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I say it tongue-in-cheek. I, I'm only saying it because I wish it were me. Mm. Uh, but but it isn't. And we we, we we have what we have, don't we? Yeah. You know, so yeah, we try we try everything. We take everything up there with us and we, we're getting results. I think that the st- the staple one for me is to just set the cameras up and stand with the thermal cameras and the, the psionics camera and just hope we can capture something. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's thankless. I mean, tonight after this 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 podcast that we're doing, I'll probably head out there and go up with my friend Peter and we'll uh, we'll you know. <laughs> I talk about it as though it's as boring as anything, but sometimes it's just good to get out. It's better. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a person who can sit watching TV soaps and and just sit with my feet up watching TV. I love being outside. Of all my life, just from a, a young boy, I've been around farms, I've been around woods, I've been around marshland, yeah, all over the place. That's that's where I feel best. So it don't bother me being out. Yeah, pretty um, much the same as well. Like getting out, you need to get out. And, um... Yeah, yeah. That's that's true, Chris. But and I know we we probably I probably didn't nail anything to the mast there with the electrical testing. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, since twenty twenty one with Mick Park, for some reason the EMF meters have been reacting. A lady called Amanda, who was a good friend of ours, often comes up to Cliff Tops with us. She travels a good distance, and she <laughs> brought her friend up, a lady from Scotland, lived yeah. in Edinburgh, only a few months ago. They both had EMF meters, and I had one. 
we didn't put them together to see if we could get any kind of interaction. We kept them spaced apart. They're just there, the green light showing. Soon as Amanda's friend said, do you think, just a conversation, she said, do you think this ground is cursed? Nobody suggested anything like that. She just came out with it mm-hmm. in a kind of rich Scottish kind of tone, you know? Yeah. All three metres, they just did it. And I'm not saying every time she said cursed, they were just dancing, but it yeah. seemed to react. And, uh, you know, and, and it was said a few more times and this happened. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got a lot of these now. We're putting it on film. But I'll tell you what, it kind of does, whatever it is, does not like being filmed. It, no. it, every, everything's on its terms from what I can see. Because, you know, you, you, you'll be filming when you see the activity. And yeah. It just stops. It just ceases. You know, we were lucky that night with Mick Park, but it's almost like it, I've taken people to these areas. I took Lee Hayward with me. Lee's a bit of a sceptic, but I always say in a good way. He's a real sort of sharp-thinking man. And he said, I think I could maybe explain what these lights are that you're seeing, if I could see them, Paul. And took him to the cliff tops. And as we're driving down Cliff Lane, I mean, people might sound like a broken record have heard me say this before. And I said, what do they look like, Paul? And we literally looked in the sky on Cliff Lane. And I think you've you've have driven along Cliff Lane, Chris, anyway, I think yeah. you have. Yeah. To the yeah. to the RSPB. And I said, like that. And there's a big orange light in the sky. So that <clears throat> was bizarre. When we got down to the cliff top, set the cameras up, or camera, and Lee didn't take one. Over the course of two or three hours, these lights presented. But then I turned around to speak to him, and there's a huge sphere of light in the field. Absolutely huge in the field. Grabbed the camera, put it on, and as I'm pulling it round, it's just dissipated and gone. Now, he's, he's blown away. He's no explanation for any of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you what's interesting. Uh, that was that was the 14th of November, 2019. What I didn't find out till COVID, uh, so afterwards, when yeah. we met up yeah. with this guy who had taken a walk with his dog on the clifftops, there were a, crypt, a cryptid sighting from by this man on the mm-hmm. 12th of November, 2019, just a few miles away. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the two are connected, but 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 surely if the UFO researcher was looking at that sphere of light, the you know, the nuts and bolts, avid UFO researcher and seen the sphere of light or the report of it, and he'd have heard a cri- of a cryptid sighting, I think in the past, I think researchers try to keep these things apart Ooh, because it doesn't fit the criteria of what they think should be seen and what should be... What should be happening within a, a UFO sighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to frustrate me in the past because you would get some decent UFO researchers, but they would just bypass in to do abductions. Yeah, which is totally crazy. I mean, and just because the because they they could potentially say there was evidence because there's maybe um, film or picture evidence of a UFO sighting, they could they could rationalise that even to the point of unexplained rationalisation, but. They, when it came to in abductions, they just wouldn't mention it or talk about it or just put it to the side. And I, I used to f- find that crazy, you know what I mean? But the whole kind of multiple phenomena thing, it's, I mean, I believe in multiple, multiple phenomena, like everything is connected in some way and in, in, um, shape or form. But the it's, it's funny that people out there who maybe know be as much into the subject don't do that. You get somebody has a prominent UFO sighting and then they've got poltergeist activity in their house, or they have mm. multiple prominent UFO sightings, 
and I've got polar activity in the house, and they don't like the two. They don't link the two. I mean, I had one chap say that, um, well, he he put the UFO sightings and experiences down to UFO sightings and experiences, but when he talked about the the stuff that happened in the house, um, which is a portent of coins and things like that and polar activity, he put that down to paranormal. He said, I didn't yeah. really believe in the paranormal that much because um, I just never really kind of... But he's maybe not looked at it for an overview to, to see that that's... It is all kind of linked in there um, for some shape It's a shame, isn't it? It really is. And, I mean, a lot of the MUFON reports, you know, of, I wouldn't say of, of the past because I don't know if it's still happening, but yeah, if there would have yeah. been a UFO sighting and then there'd been a cryptid sighting in close proximity or spheres of light sighting and then cryptids, yeah. you know, they won't include the cryptid report or the cryptid yeah. phenomena, should we say. And it's it's wrong. Uh, just like the, the, the cryptid researcher who believes, and I'm not saying these people are wrong, you know, with full respect to you guys, but oh, but you believe that this is some un, undiscovered hominid that's somehow evaded detection and, and hiding in little wood at the back of your house, <laughs> you, you know, and, and somehow, I don't know, it's eating grass, but it's yeah. an apex predator, which is an impossibility. But they're looking for the looking for the undiscovered great ape, should we say, for want of a better word, a bipedal creature. But there's UFO sighting or light form phenomena being seen in proximity to it. That's getting omitted. To me, if if it's seen in conjunction with the cryptid, then it should be discussed. It should be included. We don't we don't have to put and on out. Oh, that's the reason. But it these are coincidences that can't be overlooked. It's yeah. not just random. It's not. It, do you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. there's far too many people reporting this for it to be just a coincidence. Do you know? I, I think anyway. Definitely. And yeah. you, you touched on Skinwalker, and and. Some of the things that happened there and the, on the cliff tops back in 2017, in the fields beyond the cliffs, should we say, uh, there was a, an area where sheep were being mutilated, being killed. I found out in 2017 and and spent just till just it petered out about early 2019, and um, these these animals, these unfortunate animals, eyes removed, faces stripped to skin, ears removed. Front left leg, why, I don't know, but front left leg in some instances. Wasn't just sheep, but I'll get to the skinwalker bit in a moment. Wasn't just sheep, it were roe deer, it were badger, it were fox, it were even below the cliffs on the on the rocks below, it were porpoise with big holes through the yeah, jaws. Yeah. So that, the, the, the farmer had a, a sheep, I asked him, because when I said I'd like to help you try and find out what's killing these animals, we didn't talk about unexplained phenomena. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd just been told about it. I was interested, so I located farm. I went and spoke to this guy, sat sat with him, and he told me he'd lost 28 sheep when I got to it. Uh, yeah, he'd lost 28, and, oh, wow. and, and it was New Year's Day 2017 when I found out because we went and took the guy who worked, lived in Dane's Dyke, the, the guy who lived there, he lived there 13 years in a tent, some food, and the police had just visited him and... Asked him if he'd seen this one interesting. They asked him if he'd seen an unusual dog, a very unusual looking dog. Uh, and and then they explained that some animals had been killed in Bempton, some livestock. So I got onto it, I found it, found out where it was. But right, 
before we actually got before I actually got going onto these fields at four thirty in the morning, three or four times a week, you know, trying to discover what was happening. I sat there and I said, has anything really unusual happened besides, you know, because he's telling me they're not taking meat. It's only stripping face and stuff. He said, but he still believed it were a fox or a badger. It's fair enough. It's up to him. And and I said, have, have, have you, was there anything that were really unusual? He said, well, yeah, there was actually. And I think he said it was July 28th and that had been 2017. So sorry, Ju July of the previous year. I'm not, I'm not sure about this date exactly, but it was July. And he has a sheep run in the field and he's got two sheep dog and there's a, there'll be a trough in this run with some solution in it that treats the sheep's feet for mm. parasites or whatever. He said, they hate it because it must sting. I don't know what it is, but it, they don't like going in it. He said, and although they're not the most smartest animal in the world, they know what that, they must smell, they must know. Yeah. He says, and my dogs have a hell of a job funneling them into this run in daytime. He said, and the run had been left open uh, a gate shut at one end, but just open, as we'd finished what we were doing. And there's 400 sheep on this field at some at some points. He says, and I arrived one morning to to just check on the livestock because he'd started losing livestock, as we'd said. And this that's why I think it was July. He said, now we're just amazed by what I saw. He said because this sheep run that takes six sheep stood upright. They're like galvanized panels. You'll probably have seen them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you, you then you peg them in with a steel stake to form the run. He said there was thirty sheep in it. It can take thirty. It can take six nose to tail stood up. He said there's thirty in it, upside down on the backs, on the sides, hanging over sides. He said, I just couldn't believe what I'm looking at. Are they alive? Are they dead? Well, th well, that's what I said. Did you take a picture? Well, obviously, he said, no. He said, I wanted to free them. He said, they were in a right state. He said, so I started unpinning the, the panels and pulling the sheep out. He said, there was two dead. We don't think, he doesn't think it was anything to do with whatever was killing them. It was fear and eat exhaustion. The, the, the yeah. sheep at the bottom of the pile and he lost two but he can never get over how that could have been he said that happened in the night something either drove them in or put them in he said and there was 30 packed into it not not 25 he said there was 30 you know and uh i thought about the cattle in the container at skinwalker yeah and and you know that i think they were bulls weren't they there were six bulls sort of comatose side by side in this steel container that was fastened up. And I'm not saying that's the same thing, but it's still a strange one that were taking place. Um, was unexplained phenomena responsible for the sheep kills? Well, it, was, it it's unexplained. Mm then -hmm. uh, something was doing it. And bearing in mind, I was there on a morning in between 4.30 and 8 a.m., at least three times a week, but often four, the farmer would cover other times. He wouldn't even come while at eight o'clock, nine o'clock to check his yeah. livestock. And and I'd, I was finding them in the dark. I went I went originally to find them in dark because the farmers that were local to him told him that it were crows that were taking the eyes from the sheep yeah. and things yeah. like that. I wanted to find out whether these animals had lost their eyes in the night. And bearing in mind... There were lambs as well, but it were only taking the fully grown ewes in most instances. Whatever mm. it was, was only taking the ewe, leaving the lamb, stood at the side of its mum. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, so so that's not the work of a fox because you would go for easy option, I think. Or, or not, you're a fox. You're not a fox, by the way. We <laughs> uh, the, the fox would go for the easy option, wouldn't he? Yeah, you know, yeah. you would think so. So, plus the fact these are seventy and eighty kilo users. Yeah, the bank. Yeah, you're not going to turn them over to take other eye. And yeah. and the the, the pictures uh, th that we got, they're, they're absolutely graphic and and terrible. With the, the ears that are removed, some in some instances, the skull's gone as well. The in a wedge shape, it's it really strange. So I never got to the bottom of what was happening there. Uh, I I got frightened once one morning. I probably twenty eighteen. I may have got the date. I don't know, but I went in, did the grid section of the field. No, nothing to be found. Went into the wood that runs parallel to it. Just I I don't venture in about. I don't know, half a mile and then come back. Very thin strip of woodland. As I as I went into the wood, I heard electronic voices. Uh was could it have been somebody in undergrowth with a ghillie suit on? I don't know. Yeah, there's always that possibility. That it unnerved me so much that there was a field with borage in it, you know, the purple flower. Yeah. I think they make star flower oil out of it. I considered literally plowing through field. Uh, which it's not what I want to do. Yeah. Everybody frowns on people. And, and, uh, but I, I kind of plucked up courage and went back the same way I came. But Bracken were really high, and I didn't imagine it. I heard the voices. It sounded almost robotic. And um, there's nothing there. You've got yeah. the North Sea, and you've got miles of nothing. There's nothing, apart from the farmhouse. Yeah. When I got back, I told Farmer, and he'd got a bit of decking near his side of his farmhouse and he said uh, i heard them other night and there's, there's crops all around the sunflowers in one of the fields yeah and there's there's i don't know whether a corn or barley in field and the decking's a bit raised so we're only looking at you know you've got a say 10 inch of raised deck and then you've got the barley which would be about what 25 30 inch yeah and i said where he said there i said what were you doing he said just sat having a cup of tea in the evening he said it weren't dark he says and i heard the robotic voices but there and there's no tracks in corn or barley there were nothing and he'd heard them as well uh quite unnerving i mean one night he I'd, I'd done my grid search of the field and i'm walking back and he's coming across the field to me with a drink and say there's a cup of tea for you he said you know that roe deer that had been hanging around in the field i think it were it weren't a juvenile but it, i just think it probably weren't big and strong enough to mix with the other adult roe deer yeah. when, when they're sort of looking for the female. So it kept out of the way. So he'd got his little antlers on and that. He said, yeah, I said, it's over there near Kissing Gate. And I'd missed that because I drive past that parking farmyard. And he took his dogs up prior to me getting back. I said, all right. He says, go and have a look at it. Eyes removed, face stripped of skin. And he, then he said to me, because this is in middle of nowhere at Farmhouse, he said, because uh, he don't shut his curtains on a night. Yeah. He said, last yeah. night, he said, there were lights going around on wall in in farm, in far, in bedroom. I was laid listening to music. I said, didn't you get up? He went, no. I thought, that's odd. Odd <laughs> behaviour. You know, yeah. odd behaviour. I mean, you would think he'd be on his toes, even if he's just sort of stood in darkness looking for where these lights are coming from. Yeah. Just yeah. strange. Were the lights connected to the demise of the road here? I don't know. My gut feeling is there's a possibility, you know, uh, yeah. but really strange. It's trying to park it, eh? It's trying to, it's trying to even 
surmise what it could be. It, 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 the, because well, the, more, the more we look, the, the sort of more difficult it seems to become. I mean, I, sometimes I think I've got an handle on this and I'm, I'm sat here today and I, we're having, we're just kicking ideas about and I'm saying, I think that, you know, it, it's just one type of intelligence, not one Godhead, just one type of intelligence that's, that's responsible for, I don't know, somebody's had a terrible bereavement and we're concentrating on this person because we're thinking about them because we, we love them so much. Yeah. And suddenly you come downstairs. I'm, I'm not saying anybody in particular, but you say, I've just seen, I've just seen my dad. Mm. He's just appeared at bottom of bed. Is that the intelligence giving us what we're concentrating? I mean, that, and then, then that shatters the, the dreams of some people that believe that, yeah. that dad came back to visit them or some relative. And I don't want to do that, but I think we've got to consider it, you know? Uh, there's there's so much there. I mean, things that sometimes, like anything, it's it's almost like, well, I quite subscribe to the Robert Monroe stuff, which we talked about the last time. And <laughs> there's just multiple different layers of things going on. And as in like dimensions or whatever, yeah. or places or planes. Um, back in the day, it was probably planes that people, spiritual issues, they call it, you know what I mean? But it'll be now it'll be dimensions or, or whatever. But I do believe in maybe a bit of that and I, and I, as well. Um, a lot of different beliefs and they do change now and again because of stuff you read or stuff you're into or stuff you look at. But you, you've looked at this stuff for over the years and you've came to some type of conclusion that like potentially it's maybe nothing rational, but it's, um, it's the only kind of make sense in your own head. Well, I know it does with mine some things, but with that idea, you've got that, there was a thing at the Dolores Cannon said as well, it was about um, convergence points where these places, they overlap and meet at some point and, and it can be periodically over times and dates and things like that yeah. where the convergence points meet at a different place and that's where you maybe get some things coming through to us, people coming, people disappearing to other places um, and then it's you know these different places might have living things on them through yeah. and getting to the point living things on them and over and above that there could be a more spiritual side there other other planes as well so um, it could be it could be a whole plethora of all these type of places just condensed and converging and sometimes some things come through some things go back maybe you get the ETs if they are ETs that can actually use it or to skip in and out. Um and I don't know, just surmising, but I mean it's it I is, think that's all we can do, Chris. Totally aye. I mean we could just chip away at it and 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 try and find as much data as we can or and the the time I've got to do it and stuff. You know what I mean? Um which I mean it's been a wee while since we've um discussed anything and didn't your neck of the woods. In the last probably um Couple of years. What's the most kind of prominent story you've came across? Maybe might have touched on the last time. Well, some of these, Chris, are, are historic, even though the prominent stories that I've come across. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some yeah, of them yeah. are as, as as current. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, there's a couple. They're never going to listen to this, and I'd, I'd never divulge their names. Uh, somebody put me in touch with a couple from from the town who claimed to have been abducted on the cliff tops. And they're terrified. They're living in fear. They don't. Uh, they've acknowledged. I've acknowledged. They've had that acknowledged me, and 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 my question to just verify if they if they have actually had this experience. 
Yeah. But it's yeah. just too much for them. There's an incredible story there, an absolutely incredible story. But, you know, I think the fear uh, and maybe the stigma of other people finding out far outweighs telling somebody like me who I don't get no thrill from telling the story, but I know people get just like you and just like other we'll say researchers and people who, who collect and gather this information, it's helping other people because there'll be lots of people listening to this who've had yeah. experiences of their own who are never going to say a word. These people have touched on it and that it's they're frightened to death that this is going to happen again. There's there's So there's definitely some kind of abduction scenario occurring up there. Uh, you know, I spoke to Howard Hughes back in 2018 and he put on the podcast, he's talking to Paul Sinclair next week and on this particular day, somebody wrote into Howard. I was walking with two of my friends on the cliff tops. I think it was the 18th of December 2017 or 2018. We saw a flash of light in the sky. We got back. We've lost an hour and a half of time. And they, and I got to speak to one of the witnesses. He's even relayed that he's got a scar on his abdomen he never had before. It, it, mm -hmm. it appeared that night. There's definitely something strange. There's anglers fishing in what they call the Bempton Bottoms. That's the bottom of the cliffs. Yeah. There's only certain areas you'd get from Speeton and you could walk around at a certain tide or from Flamborough Head, but you'd never get all the way around. There's water there most at times of year. And a lot of these are seasoned fishermen who get themselves cut off, knowing that in two hours' time it'll be it'll have gone out a little bit and they can get back. Yeah. You know, but the you know, everyday Joe would absolutely panic and probably end up losing their life trying to get back. They just sit tight. But seen a flash of light. Three anglers seen a flash of light and lost hours and hours of time. And that's one that I'm I'm working on, and that one's quite not working on that. It's like anything, Chris. You you, you can't force people to tell you these things. Yeah, it's yeah. it's they're looking for their own answers, and they've got to have enough faith in you that if somebody says, "Well, my name's Dave Smith, but you must never mention my name because I'm well known in Bridlington," hypothetical, mm. this people, but yeah. but you know, uh, then you've got to do that. I've changed stories yeah. and names to protect people. I've not changed the core truth of what they've told me, yeah. but I've actually changed stories to protect people's identity. I don't have no fear in doing that. I'm not. I'm not lying about what they're telling me they've seen and experienced. Uh, so, but if it helps, it's it's almost like bloodletting. If it helps those people get this out of their system and tell somebody who's not just going to laugh at them and roll their eyes. Yeah, just changing a few details to to protect their identity is is I see it as no problem doing that. Uh, I know that ain't what you asked me, and 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 things... no, no, that's fine. I mean, that's 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 fine. But I was kind of on top of that as well. It's um, I mean, the main thing for for me to do this anyway, it's no for my own gratification to try and get stories. It's it's I want a bit, I want answers to it. You know what I mean? And um. And it yeah. made me maybe talk about experiences, and then the more people that come forward, more people will come forward after that because of the yeah. more accepted, you know what I mean. And, and that's kind of gathers weight, you know, doesn't it? Gets, it's like it, a snowball. It does. Yeah. And um, but I mean, with all that, I mean, I, in regards to what's happening now in America and stuff, I don't know if that or it's still no really into the media. You now you're getting snippets of it and stuff like that. But <laughs> I think um, maybe that will open the floodgates. And I mean, and the, the now it's 
I don't know if you follow too much about what's going on in disclosure processes and stuff that's happening in America now with the Schumer Amendment. Um, I think you'll probably know more about this than me, Chris. Well, they're now they're going through the now. Um, there's a a bill going through. Uh, it's like the the National Defence Authorization Act that's going through um, Congress now, and a lot of people won't know what it is. Like if you if you don't follow it, but within that within that um, bill. There's a, a bit in there called the Schumer Amendment, and it's um, Disclosure Act, it's called, and it's, it's sort of basically about it. It mentions non-human intelligence something like twenty-three times or something. I might be wrong with the numbers there, right? But it's, it's quite a lot. Um, so this is a what this bill they're trying to get through, right? Because if you can imagine, it's not just somebody's put this in there. There's people working behind the scenes to try and get this out within the government in America. So you've got. People who came out back in the day, Lou Elizondo and, and a few others, Chris Mellon, he was under Secretary of Defence for Intelligence, um, people in CIA, people who used to work for Lockheed Martin, like Steve Justice, a lot of they type people and more were working behind the scenes trying to get this out there. And there's been things where through the last number, of probably six, seven years, if not even before that, that people have been briefing people in Congress on this behind the scenes so they get a better understanding of it. So, there's a bill being put out, and it's like 62. I think the, the overall bill is about a thousand pages or whatever, right? But within this, I'm sure it's 60 odd pages, which is the the, the basically um, disclosure act, which is the basically disclosing the, the, the phenomena from what America knows. They know, so they know that there, there is basically private industry's got craft. Um, they know that there's been like numerous sightings, there's bodies, there's whatever, right? In the last like 80 years, if no more than that. So this amendment's been put in to try and basically set up, if it's passed, which they now have been, have been looking into like some of the, the, the feeds that I look at and it, it might know, but um, within it, they'll be setting up, if it happens, there'll be a, a nine-person panel set up, but like within, it's like the White House, it says, right, but um, this is like high-level people about right across all different kind of boards, and what they'll do is they assess every single piece of documentation and information and technology that comes from every single organisation. So that comes from like your CIA, DIA, Air Force, Army, whatever, right? That's all to get pushed through. So before that, there's also going to be another thing set up as well where these different companies, where they actually know where the stuff is, they've had names, addresses, what they've got, things like that, whistleblowers have came forward, numerous people have came forward. So within that, the these companies need to uh, divulge what they've got within um, 60 days and then they need to show them it for 180 days. They've also got this panel to be set up, a nine-person panel, which they review all the documentation and information that comes through it then goes to National Archives. There will be things in that, there will be things in this where it still needs to stay classified due to the technology or due to whatever, um, but they reckon anything, after tw anything past 25 years can get can get put into National Archives straight away within reason, right? So this is, these people are going to be in this panel, it's not going to be, um, it's going to be quite high level people who are interested in this as well. It could be people like John Podesta, it could be like, other people quite high up, so they're not going to be influenced with things like defence contractors and all that kind of stuff. They're maybe trying to threaten them, bribe them, do whatever. So, where it is now, it's gone through Congress now, it's getting kind of fought over back and forth. There's there's a few um, 
Republicans who have got a, a good bit of clout in the intelligence circles and stuff like that, and the, and the subcommittees they're in, and um, they're pushing back on it. One of them is a guy called Mike Turner, who's based in Ohio, I think it is, and he's um, basically right parts in the Air Force Base is in his state. And the fact that one of the major contributors to his uh, campaigns is Lockheed Martin, so who are proposed to yeah. have some of this technology and stuff like that. So all that's happening now. Um, it'll be done and dusted over the next um, like couple of weeks up until I think they go for recess um, before the twentieth anyway. I think anyway or something like that. So we'll find out where it goes for there. The way it's looking now, it's it's no going to, but we'll see where it goes. Um, so that's all in the kind of wings to get to get set up. Also, another things is called uh, an imminent spit it out imminent domain uh, and subpoenas. That means that they can subpoena people, so they basically can pull people in and interview them, um, get them. Um, they can also um, take the technology, so they can take it because I know a lot of these defense contractors are going to try and keep the technology or going to try and make money off it. So one good analogy I heard coming from. When guy Steve Bassett, he'd said, um, put it this way, when you pay defence contractors healthily to build a submarine for you, they didn't own the rights to it. You mm. know what I mean? They don't own the, or you give them some back engineer for another foreign power, they don't so, own the rights to that either. If they can take the technology, where's the technology going to, I don't mean where's it going to be, but where's the information and the, the uh, is Joe Public going to get that or is that just going to get archived? I don't know. Well, I mean, they'll put it in national archives, but then they can be readily available to the public. I mean, mm. so there is some things I think that still needs to stay probably um, classified in that, but the way they want to do it is going to push out. The, the technology might not be taken. It might still stay where it needs to stay, but the the Congress need it's all about oversight and the money trail because there's like so many trillions of dollars going through the DOD. We yeah, don't yeah. know where it goes. I think there's only something like thirty five percent of their budgets accounted Using for black budget programs. Yeah, I budget. mean there's only something like thirty five percent of their budget accounted for. So really? it's all it's all about oversight on these programs. So I mean there's really really high people involved in this. I mean in regards to when. Tom DeLong came out in the past and said all this, and people thought he was nuts. And he started to the Stars Academy. He had Steve Justice was like one of the project directors, whatever for Lockheed Martin working for him. He had Jim Semivan, guy for the CIA, Will Elizondo, he was the head of ATIP, um, and others. You know what I mean? So they had quite a lot of people in there. That kind of went different directions, but I mean, there's there's loads going for this. So the main kind of point what I'm bringing up here, why I'm I'm talking about this, because. If this gets, if it does get passed, um, it's going to affect, it's going to affect everybody because all the other nationalities or nations are going to end up either um, ignore what the US are saying because it's going to end up coming out true, um, or they're going to need to basically follow suit. And it's got a domino effect. Yeah, so then yeah, it'll be a case if a domino effect, and it, it's definitely going to happen in the Five Eyes, which will be like the, the UK will part of that, Australia's going to be part of that. I mean Canada, things like mm -hmm. that. So they'll. They'll definitely kind of follow suit, and then it'll be a case of what the our government's do. Then it'll be pressure put on the people within the community, and obviously people want to and find out more what's happening. They try and pressurise our government to find out what's happening. I mean, our, our government, the ones that are in power, no, probably don't have an absolute clue about any of this. But behind the scenes, they will. I mean, so yeah, yeah. Um, there's so all that's going on now, and um, we'll see where it goes. But there's like a tweet put out where. Lula's on though. There's quite a lot of people involved in this because the way it looks is that there's people in the DOD and in government 
want this out there. Right? They want to get this out. And there's people having pushback on it. And the pushback on it is probably down to money. Um, either that or they know something that we shouldn't really know. Um, yeah. That's the probably way they'll portray it. But um, Lou Lozondo put a tweet out because somebody had put, well, this is maybe going to be squashed because of this, this, this and this. And Lou Lozondo tweeted back, well, remember, we've got a plan B, then a plan C. So they're talking about the now, which maybe see banded about if you're on Twitter or whatever else, catastrophic disclosure. So you have your, your soft disclosure or disclosure what might happen. If that doesn't happen, then you might get catastrophic disclosure. But it might be just people coming forward and just more and more people coming forward. Yeah, until until coming it absolutely like collapses and they can't they can't Aye. suppress it anymore. You know, interesting the word non-human as well, isn't it? You know, that they're banding about now. It's it, nobody's talking about extraterrestrials or that, that word's yeah. not getting used. And I, do you th- do you think it's because they know that the this this it were, it were great, weren't it, for academia and for science to say, well, you know, Mr. Smith on down the street said he's seen this UFO, but it's impossible because it can't possibly traverse the vast distances of the universe. Yeah, and yeah. It's, they're already here. And we're not talking about extra, extraterrestrials now. They're talking non-human. Do you think the, the terminology is because these people know that this intelligence, this unknown other, is already here and with us? Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, there's been a lot of different things bandied about, you know what I mean, because non-human intelligence, why that was pushed in there, because they're probably here already. Or it could also be some type of other AI intelligence as well, you know what I mean, partly. I mean, I always kind of think partly it seems like AI, because when you get things probing nuclear nuclear facilities, things probing... um, when there's like a fleet of ships coming up and you'll see ships kind of like something probing them because obviously they've got some type of nuclear technology in it. That's almost to me, it's like, um, and there was also a thing as well, people talking about baiting them. I mean, that was getting banned with certain frequencies, baiting them and things like that. So that seems like like AI to me. Something's triggering something to actually go and see. You know what I mean, so yeah. just do that. that maybe, that's maybe just a part of it. So baiting them, baiting them. What do you, is, is, are we not, is, is, it's just I know it's only words and it's a play on words, yeah. but I, you talked about CE five earlier. We talked about jumping in more simplistic terms to the use of the Ouija board, yeah. And it's yeah. only it's only channeling thoughts. It, I, it, it could just as well be that brown envelope if if enough people focused on what they wanted, and that's just the tool to channel the the thought process, in my opinion. And yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry for jumping away from what no, no, not at all. When you're debating them, you're thinking to yourself. In a way, that's what we're doing with that process. That's what they're doing with the CE5. It's just a concentrated, focused effort on, I don't know, on whatever it is they're trying to pull through. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or am I off beam with this baiting them? What, no, I mean, that's the thing. There was, there was things talking about, uh, I'll need to go back. Um, it's been a wee while, but there was things talking about certain frequencies can bait them. Um, there's some frequencies bandied about that you can maybe... There's another there's interesting things where... Um, there was things talking about baiting them, and there was also things about the signatures that can be um, quantified now. What where they show up, the sightings they show up, and police reports and stuff like that. Then you can actually backtrack and see the certain signals that we can leave. The thing that Lula was on though, um, um I can't remember exactly what it was. I mean, I need to go back and look at that. But um, but there is and so they can, about they can locations as well, Chris. I locate. So, we'll talk about yeah. locations where these things were, so they can see where they've been. And things mm-hmm. like that, or we're using certain technologies. 
Um, but the whole baiting thing was down. It was something to do with frequencies, certain frequencies or certain signatures that maybe would trigger them to appear. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, but it's, I mean, there's a whole mix in there, and people also also talk about the grays being AI and that. And I don't, I don't know if I buy that idea because the fact that, um, why would you if you had something that can basically take people out of bed? Because the grays are not going to do anything if they're going to lift people out of bed. They just people just seem to kind of yeah. appear there and stuff like that. So why have them if they're no real? You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't need them. If you had like, if we look at AI in a, in a, in a sense where when you say if have they're a, not real, a drone, what do you mean by if they're not real? Why have the greys if they're not real? And I don't mean that you're wrong. I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, because I mean, I'm talking about like what it's like. Also, it's like what purpose did it do? Hmm. People think they're AI. Something. Well, well, maybe like maybe as AI. humans, we need something to to believe has been. Maybe we need to believe in the alien. No, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that's the only reason for the grey. You know, it, it, the 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 spiritual side of it. We see demons. Maybe the demon is the grey. The grey is the demon. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we have to. If, if you know, if we believe in God, then we've got to believe in the devil and the demons. Maybe that's the all the only purpose of of seeing the demon is to to satisfy the belief system. I don't know. It, it, it's difficult. And I know I asked you why the greys or, or yeah. you know but maybe we, maybe that it's in, inherent in us that we have to see something like that and that's what we're being shown I, it's a it's difficult isn't it? it it totally is it totally is but i mean it's it's, it's a lot of interesting points and stuff and in regards to this so it'll be interesting to find out what happens in america over the next couple of weeks to see where this goes and then It'll be interesting to see if it doesn't go, what comes out after it. Yeah. So, uh, so you think it's in a few weeks' time, a lot of what you've just been talking about is going to come to fruition? Are we going to see the well, results? Of some of this? There's a couple of things that can happen, as far as I know, and I might be wrong with all this. I mean, just from what I've kind of listened to and watched and been following. Um, so, this will, the bill is a, a lot, it's part of the amendment part of it is like part of a larger bill. Um, and obviously they, they would defence and whatever else so that goes right through so they'll argue certain points on that um, if it goes to if it gets passed it gets passed all this gets starting to get put in place and it's in law and then if it doesn't some people on the other side of it can actually um, stop it altogether as well and that would create, a, create like a an uproar to try and stop the whole bill and it would need to kind of go back and look at everything and that, and it would make a stand on it. That was one kind of thing that could happen if it gets passed. Because what was looking at, they were looking at like trying to get it passed without be taking basically parts out of it. So maybe taking the eminent domain out of it so they can't retrieve stuff or things like um, the subpoena power. So it means that if it goes through, it might not have certain powers. Um, so there's a lot of these kind of things that are getting hashed out. If it doesn't go, and it gets and it still gets passed and it's no get any teeth. And then um we'll see what the powers would be in regards to the people behind the scenes who are being pro getting this out, what they do next. Um, because they'll have plans there in place yeah, for yeah. what they need to do. But it's incredible, Chris, isn't it, when you consider the guy on the street who, who puts the information forward to the to authorities, should we say? I don't know, just even UK, and it's frowned upon or nobody wants to believe it and yeah. Look at the look at the look at the thought and the investment and the opposition 
that's been put forward to potentially stop this information you're talking about now being gathered, being put out there for something that doesn't exist by the same powers that are trying to stop it. What if there's nothing to it? Why all this opposition? Why all this? Why all this? concentrated effort why do we have to do all this to get this information out there if there's nothing to it that's a that's a key point because um the, the major thing is if people are um standing up against this because maybe why? they've got um it's it's, a, it's an admission in itself it is but it is. um they're just i mean some of the guys are just saying that um the, the kind of ufo party it's just just a kind of lot of rubbish and they're talking about david grush and I mean, it's like, uh, but it's not just about David. People, people who don't follow this, maybe just see David Crush and they only see a few characters, but there's an awful lot of different characters behind the scene, yeah, um, yeah. who who are involved in this and who are orchestrating it or trying to kind of play this dance with it to try and go where they want to make it go. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, okay. um, something with no defense significance, of no significance because it's not real. It seems to create a lot, a lot of stress for the people in power that just want it to remain suppressed and laughed at, which is crazy, really. Definitely, definitely. Well, Paul, listen, well, I've I've took a bit too much of your time in the day. It's all good. And uh, I do appreciate the time. Good chat. And uh, this is just my my last one for the end of the year, good Christmas time. I know you've got a lot more to do yourself, but. There's a um, few, yeah, but it, I, I love talking with you, Chris, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, it's great to consider you as a friend. You know, we've met yeah, him goes. in real life kind of thing, and uh, you're as genuine a guy to talk with in real life, if this is real life, isn't it, really? But, yeah, real life. But you, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, but, yeah, all good, and I hope, I don't know, I hope your listeners have found a little bit of interest in there. I know we've jumped all over the place, people, but honestly, Chris, thank you. Thank you, Paul.